today on CityCast Chicago. It's been two years since Illinois went into full pandemic shutdown. We've experienced so much change, uncertainty, and loss. We've talked to people who have been delivering essential public health updates. We've talked to the teachers at the front of the virtual and live classrooms. We've talked to business owners about the constant ups and downs of trying to stay afloat. Two years after Illinois' stay-at-home order, we hear how the pandemic has changed us. It's Monday, March 21st. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. We're here to provide the latest update on the status of COVID-19 in our city and to review the steps we have taken to keep Chicagoans safe. That was Mayor Lori Lightfoot on March 11, 2020. According to the state numbers, there were fewer than 10 COVID cases at that time. But it was officially a pandemic and Lightfoot was speaking before a notoriously crowded party weekend in Chicago. First, we are announcing that out of an abundance of caution, Chicago is postponing this year's St. Patrick's Day Parade and the River Dying event downtown, as well as our St. Patrick's Day parades on our northwest and south sides. <clears throat> as you might imagine, this was not an easy decision, and we don't take it lightly. The parade didn't happen for another two years. The mayor gave the boilerplate guidelines all officials were given at the time. The steps to stay um, safe from COVID-19 are the same for the flu. Keep your hands washed. Cover your mouth when you cough. Stay home if you're sick. People didn't stay home. So Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker announced this on March 20th, 2020. Starting tomorrow evening, Saturday, March 21st at 5 p.m. until the end of April 7th, all our residents will be subject to a stay-at-home order. It didn't end on April 7th. It was extended through May when daily cases in the state hovered around 2,000. Prisca did daily press conferences about COVID cases and deaths. He was joined by Illinois Department of Public Health Director Dr. Ngaze Azike, who was a calm presence delivering updates in both English and Spanish. Azike had to constantly remind us all to wear masks and not go to big gatherings. This new virus has caused this horrible situation. And although people want to refute the number of cases, we are seeing the number of people with COVID-19 continue to increase. And she had to be the one to deliver the numbers. Since yesterday, we lost an additional 31 lives for a total of 9,418 deaths. These are people who started with us in 2020 and won't be with us at the Thanksgiving table. Here's the doctor in October 2020. Today, we are reporting 3,874 new cases for a total of 364, 33 confirmed cases since the start of this pandemic. Excuse me, please. I'm sorry. Dr. Ngaze Azike's last day as director of the Illinois Department of Public Health was last Monday after announcing earlier this month she was stepping down. We all remember those early days of confusion and questions and unease in 2020. It felt like a faraway problem until it didn't. 
Hi, CityCast. This is Haley Tansman of Lincoln Park. My 30th birthday was on the same day that Governor Pritzker issued the stay-at-home order. And this Friday, we'll actually be using the dinner reservation that we made for two years ago. So I think I'll finally have to reckon with turning 30. Um, but this time around, we'll have our three-month-old daughter at dinner with us. CityCast listeners and readers of our newsletter have been sharing their stories of what they remember from the beginning days of COVID. Hello, I'm Nora Pollard. So I had originally applied to the Peace Corps. I didn't really tell anybody. And the process of getting into the Peace Corps is pretty much a six-month process situation. I get to Guinea the day after Thanksgiving in 2019. And by the first week of March, <laughs> we're receiving a letter from the Peace Corps telling us um, that the coronavirus is really taking over America. I didn't expect with all the prep that I had behind going to the Peace Corps, I had to prep for six months that immediately got changed in four months. Every day I said to myself, there has to be a reason I was brought back. And lo and behold, six months later, I met my husband. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In the last year since our first episode of CityCast Chicago on March 17, 2021, we talked a lot about the hit COVID had on schools, on students, teachers, and parents. Anastasia Chapatal is a parent of two kids, and when kids could go back to in-person learning last April, she opted out. You know what? Um, I talked to both of my children. You know that I, my 10-year-old um, has autism, or as some people say, is autistic. And um, even though he doesn't talk very much to other people, especially people he don't know, I can sit down and have a conversation with him. And I talked to him and I was asked him, hey, you know, would you like to go back to school in the fall when they start back up and stuff and go back in the classroom? And, you know, he was like, no. I said, you sure? Baba? No, no, mommy. No. But what if, and I have all kinds of scenarios, he's like, no, no, no. Now I know that once he gets acclimated and I have to make him and, you know, have dad call dad for reinforcement. Like you need to come to the school, but you know, to help with that transition, he'll be okay. Anastasia had a good reminder for all of us. And I just want to say one last thing when it comes down to everyone involved, as far as parents, teachers, community, just everyone, you know, just period. Um, make sure your mental health is, is, is in check. Like, I, I think that there's been more, I've been encouraging more people to get therapists um, and get more mental health screening lately. Like, look, <laughs> it's okay if you need someone to talk to outside of your family. I've never had so many, like, nervous, anxious children, you know, like always on the verge of tears.
Norman Noriega teaches sixth grade math at Stevenson on the city's southwest side. Students who were terrified because their parents still had to go out and work and they were scared of their parents catching the virus. You know, you have some um, single parent households where like that parent's going out every day to be able to work and, you know, the kid's terrified that his mom's going to like catch the virus and then what's going to happen, you know, like, oh, like I've never, I feel like that that was a very collective on edge like thing. CPS students have been back in the classroom full time since the fall. This is the second week since masks became optional for students and staff. That's something the teachers union has continued to push back on, wanting masks to be required and increased testing. Masks are also no longer required by the city at bars and restaurants. This industry has lost a ton of workers throughout the pandemic as indoor dining rules constantly shifted. Servers were harassed for asking customers to wear masks when they were required and they were fed up with low wages. We talked to Michael Timbali, a sommelier and manager at a Streeterville restaurant back in May when vaccines were available. And there was that brief period when we thought we were returning to some normalcy. But Michael told us there was still a ways to go. The staffing is the biggest struggle with that day to day, just kind of figuring out who you can bring back, who has to go back to furlough and come back again. I'll just like uh, the shifting. So if you go back to October, September and August, work backwards, you know, we went from five people to a full staff to five people again. So, mm. you know, that's really been difficult on our staff members, you know, kind of like bringing them back and putting them back on furlough. So that's one of the biggest things that, first of all, comes to the top of mind. You know, now you say things are getting back social. People are coming back, you know, more groups. Have you seen a downside to that? Have you seen a rise in entitlement as you've seen a sort of rise in numbers at the restaurant? Oh, man. That's a, uh, that's a loaded question, Jacoby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a loaded question. So and, like, and if you're coming back to a sense of entitlement, um, first and foremost, it's the, the staffing issue is still a struggle, uh, trying to find people to return back to work or just find fresh people. Mm-hmm. Um, like every other venue in Chicago is hiring right now. So, and other people just left the industry. And in order to like rise that need of that entitlement where people are expecting that we're coming out of COVID 100% the same way they remembered us, a year and a half ago, I mean, that's that's pretty much the attitude right now. You know, mm. if they see an empty seat in the restaurant, they're wondering why they're not sitting down there right now. Uh, if they're checking in 15 minutes early for the reservation, they don't understand why we're like holding them off to actually like let the server catch a breath, catch up. Every shift's a struggle, man. The biggest game changer in the pandemic has to be the arrival of vaccines. The first person in Illinois received one in December 2020, but it took months for it to roll out to the rest of us. And like so much about the pandemic, vaccination rates mirrored the racial divides of our segregated city. I mean, people opted out of getting one for a number of reasons. We talked with Chicago Department of Public Health head Dr. Allison R. Woody in January about the struggle to get black Chicago vaccinated. Here in Chicago, this hit the black Chicagoans first and hardest. Why is that? Because of all of the longstanding inequities that we everything were- hits the black folks in Chicago. Everything hits the black folks. And it does. It does. And we see and 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 that is unacceptable as a society. Like it just is. However, it's what we see. My concern right now, two years in, is that those racial COVID outcome gaps are the largest they've ever been. The largest they've ever been. And some of that has to do still with the underlying, um, you know, challenges, of course, I don't want to minimize those at all. 
But the biggest reason for that is the differing vaccination rates. About 55% of black Chicagoans are fully vaccinated. Now the city will come to your house and give you the vaccine. You can get it at community clinics and even Walgreens and CVS. It's best to check in on the seniors in your life as well as the young folks and encourage them to get vaccinated. We got links for you in the show notes, including links to the full episodes of what you heard today. Here are some Chicago stories we'll be covering this week. The city will host another community meeting on public safety this Wednesday at Chicago State University on the south side. Now, Mayor Lori Lightfoot and CPD Superintendent David Brown attended the west side public safety meeting over the weekend out at Garfield Park. Others are scheduled over the next two weeks, and we'll be watching. We're also checking to see how Willie Wilson's Gasathon Part 2 goes and if the city going to be better prepared for the traffic jam this Thursday. Last week it was 200,000. This week my man said a million. There's some good news to get you through. Chicago Restaurant Week is back. I know, it's like always Restaurant Week. We spoiled, y'all. You got plenty of time before Friday to plan out your route across the city. Hey, take the chance to visit a restaurant in a neighborhood you don't live in or never been to. I recently went to Giant and Logan Square, and let me just say... Well hyped. And let me just say, hype deserved. It was a vibe, y'all. For more events and news, subscribe to our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. As always, I appreciate you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. My brother just handed me some Heralds. I had to eat that wing real fast. Oh, man. I was like, I could wait. And I was like, no, I'll just do this really quickly.